everybody. Welcome back to the Locked on Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com right now and tell them that Locked on sent you. I'm your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan, my friend, uh, mustached uh, gentleman, Ethan Smith. Yeah, baby. Ethan, how's it going? Feeling like I got a caterpillar on my upper lip. Feeling good. It's almost now? Friday. Yeah. You southern now? Yeah. This whole podcast is going to be a what is southern it? accent. Uh so you so having a mustache automatically gives you a southern accent then? What like what Well you see I get up in the morning and I take a shower, pour some coffee, get in my truck and I drive to work both ways uphill. Just like my daddy used to do it. <laughs> yes. You know you know how my dad used to do it? What? He used to uh walk uphill both ways. It was terrible. Your dad had I reckon a lot I reckon he was a liar. I reckon he was a bold faced <laughs> liar. Unless he's going unless he's walking one way to school or work and then walking another way to school or, or back home from school. It just doesn't make sense. It was just a different route. So like it was uphill. Yeah. yeah. It just don't make sense. Why are you putting yourself through so much more work? I don't know. Maybe there's a uh a healthy man. He's a healthy man. A a wind chill situation going on where maybe, you know, I don't know. That could be a possibility. Well, he's walking uphill. All right, we've got uh, we've got three <laughs> we've got three good segments for you guys today. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in for our conversation with Trey Matthews uh, from the Lockdown Devils podcast. Be sure to go check that out if you haven't already. Just a discussion uh, about racial injustice uh, as the movement kind of makes its way into the NHL. We talk about kind of how the league has handled it, what the players' response has been so far, and uh, you know, I think I. I think when you uh, one of the criticisms in canceling the games like across all leagues last week where everybody's like, "Oh, what what's that going to do?" Well, it can force people to have conversations like we did last week and you know, it's it's about building momentum and stuff like that. And uh yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation with Trey. Once again, uh go check that out. Go check out the Lockdown Devils podcast. Go check out his uh broadcasting on Adrian College, his article on USA Today. He's a very busy man. Uh so yeah. Thanks to thanks to Trey, and it was it was a great time. Yeah, man. Thanks for all right. All right. I don't know if I can keep doing the southern accent. I was going to. I just don't think I can take myself seriously. Yeah, but, nobody is. It also yeah, it enough. also stopped being funny after the third sentence. Well, I thought if I could just roll with it, it would become funny again. But I just don't <laughs> think it was going to work. Uh, Corey Promen of the Athletic released some organizational rankings. Recently, uh, he has uh, the the Red Wings falling from their number thirteen slot uh, from a year ago. So we'll we'll talk about that. See where they check in. Talk about some of the the prospects that they are or the young talent uh, that they have on the horizon. Where he ranked them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we're going to be looking at TSN's trade bait list. Now, if you've been on Twitter the past couple of days, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, Patrick Line headlining that list i don't think the red wings are going to make a trade for him i'm going to be completely honest with you uh but <laughs> there are some guys on that state list. your source nolan how do you know anything can happen i don't want to give up my source Jeez, okay 
it's baller a, over it's here. It's a right. journalistic integrity thing. You know? All right. Good for you. You got to uh, get places. I get it. <laughs> and then uh, to close out the show, we're going to have unre- uh, ambitious, maybe. I like that word. Uh, ambitious off-season acquisitions. Who is at the top of our wish list, even if it might not be a likely situation or, or even – you know, wanders into the category of hashtag never going to happen. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Who's at the top of our wish list? I uh, I have a forward within the division at the top of mind. So start get get your bets in, get Ooh. your live bets in right now. Find out, uh, see if you can correctly guess who that's going to be. But we start today with the organizational rankings from Corey Pronman of the Athletic. Uh, he he put out his piece on the Red Wings yesterday in 2019. Actually, let's let's set the parameters uh, of what the organizational rankings is based on. So it's players who are 22 or younger as of September 15th, 2020, and it's kind of uh, ranked by uh, going in, analyzing those players, assigning all of them, you know, rankings and uh, skating, puck skills, hockey sense, stuff like that. Uh, and, and it kind of ranks out where he thinks that the ceiling is going to be for, for each guy. So that's kind of how it is set up. Now, he's got three players in his high-end NHL player list in the Red Wings organization who are under 22. And what this means is uh, basically somebody who projects as a first-line forward or a top-pair defenseman. There are two tiers Above that, a special NHL prospect and an elite NHL prospect. The Red Wings do not have either of those, according to Mr. Promen. But, Ethan, what jumped out to you, uh, if anything, about this top three? Leaving Gustav Lindstrom off of the list. Yeah, he, uh, so he's, he's in the category of NHL potential. The prospect has a chance to make it full, full-time – as a full-time player, if some improvements are made. I do agree with that assessment of Gustav Lindstrom. But what I don't understand is how, like, he's ranked. I, I mean, I think he has potential to be a, a solid top four defenseman in this league. I feel like a lot of people are very low on him for some reason, and I can't for the life of me figure out why. Like, I've seen a lot of national writers uh, mock him to Seattle. Like, I don't think they're going to leave him unprotected like uh, Danny I, I is a big piece of this team man <laughs> but seriously like I, I i agree with you i agree i i suppose i agree with the tier that he's in but like i i think i i actually don't agree with the tier that he's in i think he's a legit nhl prospect which is projects to be a full-time nhl player in the bottom half of the roster i think he i think he could be a top four defenseman i don't think uh, I don't think his ceiling is anything le- more or less than that. I think that's kind of his perfect, his perfect range. But from everything we've seen out of him this year, he always makes the right play. He's he has poise. He has the trust of his teammates. He has the trust of his head coach Jeff Blashill, who has raved about this dude. And I just I, I maybe I'm missing something. Maybe everybody else is missing something. But I'm starting to feel like I'm going a little crazy when it comes to him. I think we're both right. <laughs> I mean, we had like to watch that. him. We had to watch him all year. So I like that. But even hey. like, uh, but even the, uh, some of the local writers I've seen have have sent Gustav Lindstrom packing to uh, the Seattle Kraken. 
My Ooh. biggest takeaway uh, was out of the, came out of the top three. So it was Cider number one, Phil Peronic number two, and Philip Zadina number three. I wasn't surprised to see Cider rank number one. I think I was surprised to see Zadina rank number three. You know, I think all three of those guys are going to be good players. I think I was just more happy because I've never really seen Heronic or I guess thought of him as panning out to be one of those elite level players. Mm -hmm. But quite frankly, with the minutes that he played this year and how consistent he, he was, I don't, I guess it just didn't necessarily click in my mind. I think I've always seen the future of our right side defenseman having cider on that top pairing. But I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having two stud right shot defensemen. I, I mean, that's only going to help quite frankly. I, 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 right, and you I just don't, I don't think I've ever run your power play. Right. And... Yeah. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, there could be multiple other players we could be getting on that left side too. That could be those offensive weapons. I, I just loved reading and I guess coming to terms with the fact that, oh, well, Hirana could also be one of those guys for us. I thought it would be more of like a top four, a very solid top four guy. Yeah, he was over uh, or almost at a half point per game uh, in 65 games played this season, led the team in ice time. I think he was averaging uh, oh, over the course of the season, averaged 23 minutes, uh, 54 seconds of ice time a night. That is an insane workload for a 22 year old on the worst team in hockey history or in the modern era in the salary cap era. And for him to handle it as well as he did, I, I agree with yeah, you. He fit right I, in. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's round out this list at four, Joe Valeno, five, Jared McIsaac, six, Michael Rasmussen, seven, Dennis Chalowski, uh, eight, Jonathan Berggren, nine, Elder Soderblom. Uh, number 10, we have Robert Mastro Simone uh, from BU. 11, Albert Johansson, uh, and then that rounds out the players who uh, are ranked in the legit NHL prospect category. I think I'm really looking forward to seeing who we take in what, October? First yes. round pick, three second round picks. I just, just keep feeding me prospects into this system. No one will crack a top 10 next year. A top 10 to one. In the in Corey Prominence <laughs> That's what we're shooting for. We're not we're not yeah. looking. Yeah, it does it has nothing to do with the actual play on the ice and like contending and winning games. It's just yeah, we're not gonna anyway. I like that a lot actually. That's the goal for next year. Yes. Stevie's gonna lay it out in a press conference. Uh Steve, you know what coming off a, a season with only 17 wins, uh, what are your goals for this next coming year? Well, you know, that's a great question, Helene. Uh I think, you know, when I look at this team, uh, one thing that I, I, I want to make sure we do is to get into Corey Promen's top 10 rankings. You know, I, I, we don't want to overextend ourselves. We don't want to go out and handcuff ourselves for the future. But I think one thing that's going to be very important for us is, is making our way, our way into that top 10. You sound, is this Steve Eisman? Was that bad? Should I delete that? No, 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 no. No. Would you tell me? Would you tell me if it was bad? Yeah. Or would you? Would you encourage me to put it out there and make a fool of myself? No, we're kind of in this together. So. All right. <laughs> uh, we've got TSN trade bait list coming up next uh, with Frank 
Saravelli. Not with Frank Saravelli. He's not here right now. He he just is the one who wrote the list. Uh, But first, we got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Now, listen, Ethan, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it is now possible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional stained storefront. So why would you endure pointless, intimidating, mentally and physically draining trips to your local storefront and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry because you have computer with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket my friend rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. You need it. They got it. Watch your horseshoes. Baby, I got it. No. Jeez. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and just help us out. Help yourself out right locked on and their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you and that'll encourage them to keep advertising with us in the future and then you'll say uh and then next time something happens with your car because you know cars am i right folks like something will happen and you'll need another part from rockauto.com and you will remember because they're able to advertise on this podcast we've got amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com all right after that crackhead of an ad read uh we are back with the TSN trade bait list, uh, Frank Saravelli, the venerable columnist, if you want to call him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for him to join the Zoom chat? Yeah, I think something like that. Uh, so, obviously, I mean, we should start with the lead of this story, which is the fact that uh, he has Patrick Line on here. I think that ruffled some feathers on the internet, and that was the kind of the the primary focus of the piece that he uh, kind of attached to the trade bait list. What were your, what were your thoughts on that when you saw that? On the trade bait list itself? No, on line A. Oh yeah. I thought the fact that line A and Ehlers on this list is baffling. I understand that they don't have their, all their defensemen didn't feel like playing in Winnipeg anymore, but like, (laughs) sorry it's cold you you guys still need forwards to score goals and you're not going to be able to attract those people to winnipeg and free agency either seems like a real shuffling uh shuffling the chairs on the deck of uh your back porch because it's not is you know there's not serious consequence just like do you really make your team better by trading patrick line like i think no, anything you, you get in return is going shui. to what you yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> seriously oh man we're a couple of silly geese today i i know i just can't <laughs> wait to, i i can't wait to go to bed honestly i i have not slept in like 3 days uh, but that's neither here nor there folks we're we're here putting out an episode for you guys hope it's entertaining uh so here's here's not a ton of people dropped you know really caught my attention on this list 
But I think the first person who did, and I want to talk to you about it, is Shane Gostas Bear, Philadelphia defenseman, 27 years old, $4.5 million on the books for the next three years. Uh, the Red Wings need D help. And we just talked about, you know, their right-hand shot defenseman. If Mo Sider can come up next year and play uh, top four, you've got Kronik and Sider to fill out, you know, right-hand shot defenseman uh, on your first two D pairings. Shane Gossespierre, he has not had a very good year. He has not been the player that he was uh, in years past, you know, 2015, 16, 18 uh, through that year. Has dealt with some injuries, has been a healthy scratch for most of the playoffs for the Philadelphia Flyers. I think he could benefit from a change in scenery. Uh, I, I don't know. I think he I think he's an interesting player. And to cap that off, but I'm just, the Flyers nice. are like fifty thousand dollars away from going over the salary cap. Like they have eighty one, I think it was like eighty one million four hundred and thirty three thousand. So like seventy I'm not going to try and add and subtract uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars because I just get way too confused. But they're at 81,000. Like, they are at the cap committed to the 2021 uh, season. And you got to think that with a $4.5 million cap hit, they might want to kick the tires on trading him. I don't know. We'll see what it takes. I don't think it would take very much. Like I said, it's been a healthy scratch. Has dealt with some injuries. Uh just isn't the same player that he used to be, but at the end of the day, he's only 27. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Max Domi's number eight, and that's just wishful thinking. I love Max Domi. He's a really fun player. He's got a good personality. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know if he fits into the mold of what the Red Wings are trying to build here, but quite frankly, that'd be a lot of fun. Matt Murray's number one. Yeah. I mean, we need another goalie. Yeah. That's that's. And with well, yeah, I felt like that was kind of redundant. He's like the obvious, the obvious pick. Like everybody knows he's getting traded, and everybody knows the the Red Wings need a goaltender. Hey, hey, so you're saying it was a good pick? Okay, okay. with Jake Allen being traded, that's oh yeah, we should brought that up too. I mean, we're bringing it up right now. You know, true. Look at that. He's off the market. Carey Price is yeah. Carey Price finally isn't going to have to play seventy games a season. It's good, good, good trade. I mean, it was a third and a seventh. Going back to St. Louis. Yeah, but you have $14.5 million committed to goaltending now. Yeah, no, but his contract's up after this year. It doesn't matter. They weren't going to break the cap. They were going to be really that close anyway. They don't. I, I don't really think that they have to worry about, oh, how are we going to sign? I mean, Max Domi had an awful playoff. Yeah, like, he's not going to be able would... to get $7 million. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, he's not going to get another four-point-something million-dollar contract, I'll tell you that, so – yeah, and it only a third and uh, a seventh-round pick. I think that's a good deal for the Habs. I was a bit surprised. Like, I, I, I wasn't surprised. I won't say that. But I was like uh, – I remember he was like a, a name that kept coming up for the Red Wings. Like, oh, the Blues, you know, could be looking for some cap relief. You might be able to squeeze a couple picks out of him. Clearly, that was not the case. I wonder what the conversations were like between the Red Wings and the Blues. Because I'm sure Stevie picked up the phone. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just don't. And he obviously just doesn't want to get rid of picks. Yeah, what I which, was, I, what I, was, which I agree with. I would not want to give up a third rounder for Jake Allen. Right. Uh, another guy on this list that I, that I am very, very interested in, Vince Dunn from the St. Louis Blues, 23 years old, going to be an RFA this offseason. Uh, possibly Alex Kalorn 
He's coming off a, a coming off a pretty decent year at only 4.45, three years left. Iserman obviously likes him. Uh, he's kind of a, a name that sparked a little bit of interest. And then Rasmus Ristolainen out of Buffalo. Buffalo is in the same situation as the Red Wings, so I don't really see them being a good trade partner because of the fact that they're going to be looking like the Red Wings aren't going to want to give up the prospects that it takes to get Ristolainen. But yeah, I'm with you there. I'm also kind of, I don't really see why Vince Dunn would be leaving St. Louis. Um, I mean, I understand freeing up $4 million is good to try and sign Petriangelo up, but I mean, they only, they still only have like just over $6 million in cap space. So it, it you're, and that's still going to cost more money to do that. I don't know. I just know Vince Dunn's going to cost a hell of a lot less than Petriangelo. And I, I just, he's a lot younger. So. Yeah. But I also see them for sure. Resigning Alex Petrangelo, Colton Pareko got Justin Falk back there. I mean, it's a, t- it, the, that's the thing is like the, the flat cap is going to create so many sticky situations for so many teams. Good. Give us all the dead cap. Give us pro- give us draft picks. Uh, so, yeah, that will wrap up uh, the TSN trade bait list. Segment three on the way, final segment of the day. We're going to go over our favorite, our, our top ambitious – what was the word I used? I think ambitious was a good word. I think that's what you used. Our branding sucks. Uh, our most ambitious off-season wish list player i i was gonna say item but you know it's very dehumanizing so all right back with the final segment of the day this thursday episode of the locked on red wings podcast ethan and i have both selected a player who's at the top the most ambitious player at the top of our wish list for this offseason i would say the top player at my wish list if in a perfect world for the red wings i would love to see them make something work for William Nylander. I think he, he he's a player who like, I, I don't know what it would take to get William Nylander, but he's a guy that fits into your core immediately. Still super young. I think he's only 23. Uh, didn't have the best playoffs, but uh, still a, a guy who you're comfortable. And we've talked on this show before about, Oh, Steve Eiserman not going to come in here and commit long-term money at the start of a rebuild. But I, I, I see like uh, an acquisition like this, like with his cap hit $7.5 million a year for the next six years, seven years, something like that. Uh, that's, that's a move where it's not, you're not handcuffing yourself for the future. I don't think because he's a player who has not even really started to get into his prime yet. You know, I like everything you've said, but I think that the very the most logical decision that Steve Eisman needs to make this year is to call up his old team in Tampa Bay and somehow maybe call up the NHL too and revert <laughs> the trade that took Andre Vasilevsky off of our hands. <laughs> And then somehow find out where Kyle has been leaving. Yes. Well, actually, I mean, he made the good, he made the good side of that trade. 
Well, yeah, I know, but see, now it's not good for us. Insanity so, only like, works if he's the back. one who did something wrong. He didn't. That guy's not. That guy ditched town. He's living in camp. He doesn't even live in the country anymore. He lives in yeah, Alberta, Switzerland, or something. I'm oh, talking about Ken Holland. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Kyle Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. He was just. He was just a trade piece. Yeah, I didn't like him here. So what would it take, in your opinion, outside of this uh, fan fiction reversal of transaction from seven years ago to get Andre Vasilevsky in a, in a Red Wings jersey? Um, you know, from if there's one thing I see that I can hear Tampa, the I can hear the podcast apps like hitting play or hitting pause. And just closing out. You can literally hear them swiping up to, to close the apps. All right, what's the next thing I have on right now? Oh my god. Are there any other podcasts on? <laughs> um maybe there's they need old almost unrestricted free agents. Throw them Jonathan Erickson. Throw them Trevor Daly, Jimmy Howard. I mean, we'll throw in like a fourth, third round pick. They're all we need under, to keep our draft all, picks. They're all already gone. Well, yeah, I know, but they can re- then I mean, then they have exclusive rights to resign them before free agency starts, is what I'm saying. Like you can get still get another year out of a couple of those guys. That's true. Is that it? Is that your only selection, Andre Vasilevsky? Um, I don't know. Trying to get somebody like Kyle Connor or something would be cool, but I don't know. That's not as fun to talk about. Yeah. Let's go back to William. Why Kyle Lander. Connor? <laughs> Uh, he's a bona fide thirty goal scorer. Played in U of M. Just kind of think it'd be cool. Like him. Kind of some rumors going around that Stevie was kind of fishing out there for him. But you know, I like him. Casting, he's a great, casting a great two way player. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. wide nut, wide nut. Go get some salmon. I like that. One for yes. one. Yeah, exactly. Go, hey. go get some sockeyes cracking. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll uh, that'll about do it uh, for this episode of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Hopefully, I mean, congrats on making it this far. I wouldn't say the show was bad. We were just uh, a little off the rails. I, I my brain is uh, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. I'm, we're living life, you know. We're we're you know one 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 shoe at a time over here. I put my boots on. I put my boots on one foot at a time. Wow. It all comes full circle. He, Lice starts, him up. he starts, he starts with the Southern accent. He ends with the Southern accent. What, yeah. what you got to do. You should, I think you should do an accent. You should just have an accent of the day from now all right, on. I can what, try that. So, so you just start thinking, start practicing for your Friday accent. Cause your Thursday one was awful. So we're going to have to sp- on it. spruce that up a little bit. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> Be here for tomorrow's episode. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but I know it. I think we're going to start doing uh, like just shena- Friday shenanigans. Uh, we are going to, I don't want to, you know, give away too much or anything like that. But uh, w- once the playoffs end, we're going to be doing a series with Kyle Demetrius from the Lockdown Sharks podcast. It's that's pretty fun. It's just kind of a deep dive on things in NHL history that, that I think will be really good. So just stay tuned good. in, stay locked on to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We appreciate you. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. See you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. Ethan.
Say goodbye to the people. Uh, too slow. Uh, 